You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Podcast Detroit. This is Liz Reed, your resident guru, here with Liz Life Guru and my co-host Julie. Hey, Julie, hey. how you doing, girl? Good. I'm back. I'm. You are back, and I missed you. <laughs> oh, well, we thank had a you. great show, though. It was a great show. Yeah. Char did a great job, and we were uh, really happy to have her here and have her tell her story. And once again, another show that really I think is going to help a whole lot of people yeah. with uh, chronic pain and suicidal ideation, and you know. Hopefully not to completion, but it went really, really well. But you were very missed. Oh, well, thank you. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Right on. Yes. Did you lay nice. on the sun? And... Oh, yeah. Okay, don't you, you know, look at my there? tan. <laughs> I mean, come on, Liz. I know. You're less white. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, considering I go out there with like Wesson oil <laughs> under a sleep <laughs> all day, you know. Hawaiian tropics. Somebody, one time I was on a cruise and somebody was spraying, you know, <laughs> close the chairs are. Somebody was spraying like some number 45 oh, and it was no. blowing over on me. I'm like, you got to put that away. <laughs> right. Get the spots. Yeah. Yes, I want to be bright red. Get the hell away from me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I'm glad you had a good trip, honey. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. So today's talk is on negative self-talk, which can be debilitating. I agree. Uh, we've all been there. I've been there. You've been there. Most of this world has been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is self uh, negative self-talk? Well, it's an inner self-dialogue that we have with ourself. Uh, it limits our ability to believe in ourselves. It diminishes our belief in ourselves and our ability to make positive changes in our life and build confidence. So, I mean, if we really look at that definition, it is far more crippling than we know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we think, um, you know, people say, well, you know, you're, you know, you've got some negative self-talk. I need to turn this around. And we think we can just do that quickly. Right. And it, and it's not. Because we learn that entire internal, excuse me, dialogue well, in, you know, at a young age. Right. Well, it can be a, yeah, it's a habit, mm-hmm. basically. It is a habit. Yeah. It becomes an addiction. Absolutely. Well, I noticed that word kept coming up. Yeah, addiction. it does come up. And I guess I didn't really realize exactly how we can become addicted to it, negative it, Well, it's a, uh, once again, goes along with those neural pathways. Oh, okay. Yep. So, okay. so I'll read a little bit about that. Um, your inner critic that um, is what stops you. And um, and what our inner critic does, is, which is our negative self-talk, mm-hmm. manifests as like catastrophizing. Right. Okay. So that's thinking that instead of like, oh, gosh, I've got a hangnail. I possibly will need to have my finger amputated. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes like that, right? Blaming, criticizing, judging, creating verbal dialogue of what you think other people think of you. Oh, that's a big one. That's huge. I have that on my list, too. Taking everything personally way too personally i have some good examples of that and then for me this Mm -hmm. was my huge downfall was this black and we've talked about this this black or white thinking all or nothing thinking yes and then these are key words to watch out 
Mm-hmm. All or never, always. Yep. You know those sort of things. Yeah, and and you know if we've been taught this from a young age, mm-hmm. we often think that this is the way you're supposed to think and feel. You know, my first husband used to say that to me all the time. Oddly, I didn't know what it meant. You know, I didn't think anything about it. He'd say, "Liz, you're black or white. There's no gray oh, area." Okay. And I I was like, "What's that supposed to mean?" Yeah. I didn't get it, but he was absolutely right. Until okay. I started changing the way I thought and felt about things. Yeah. Um. On an average, a human being has sixty thousand thoughts a day. <laughs> Uh, that's a lot, right? Wow. 98% of those, uh, of those thoughts that we have in the day are the same thoughts you had the day before. That's interesting. Very interesting. And 80% wow. of those thoughts are negative thoughts. 85% of 85? those, oh. or no, that's 80%, but 85% oh. of all of the thoughts that you have mm-hmm. will never happen. So goes back to don't believe all your thoughts. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. We are not. Always our thoughts. We are. I mean, we have to have some separation, mm-hmm. which is one thing we're going to talk about is um, the first step to deal with negative thoughts is, number one, is just awareness. Yeah. Recognizing mm-hmm. where they come from. Right. Why so, do I feel negative? Why am I talking like exactly. this? Exactly. So mm-hmm. just stepping back and observing them, you know, and then we were talking about this, you can't. You can't get rid of your negative thoughts with negativity. No. Oh, my God, I got to get rid of these damn negative thoughts. They're going to ruin my life. Sure. You You know, know. it's all about we're going to talk about later the mindfulness, which is more like, okay, stepping back, observing, noticing. I love that word for some reason, noticing. Yeah. It just takes the loaded, weighted judgment out of everything and even becoming curious like, Huh? Why am? Why is this such a sticking point for me? Why? Why am I so negative about this? I, it, it is, and you know, it's very Eckhart Tolle, yes. Deepak Chopra, yeah. all of that, mm-hmm. and which I've done a lot of research, more research than I have in the past on it. And um, so, you know, often, so where do these negative thoughts, these negative thought patterns, come from? Um, we weren't born negative. I mean, there's probably some biological connection yeah. there. If it's depression, yeah. mental health, family history, or something like right. that, it's like hate. We weren't create created as haters. We mm-hmm. it was a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, they create the identity of who we are and what we seem to believe about ourselves. So the people who do this, who create who we are in our own identity, our ego, or who we are, our parents, sure, correct, mm-hmm. our peers. Um, like we said, biologically, potentially mental illness that runs in the family, co-workers, uh, bosses, leaders. Another huge one, though, is the teachers that we had as children. Oh, I bet. I mean, I remember yes. when I was a little girl, when my daddy died, I was in the first grade. And I will never forget this as long as I live. Mm. I After his funeral and so forth, and I came back um, to school, I said to my teacher, I said, uh, did you know my daddy died? Mm. And um, I was six years old. Wow. And she said, yeah, I did. Go sit down. <gasps> That's exactly what she said to me. Yeah, I did. Go sit oh, down. Ouch. And okay. I just remember that going, hurts. oh, okay, I guess I'm not supposed to be sad or I'm still <laughs> really upset. Instead of saying, I know, honey, you know. Right? Oh. It, it, yeah, she totally disregarded me and pushed me away. And 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 consequently, when I'm 57 now, I'm still, that still sticks with me. It's oh, one of the worst things that ever n- happened to right? me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's Velcro so, to you, right? The negative things become it, it, Velcro to you. Yeah. We're going to talk about that too. So, you know, the people that interact with our children, mm. we have to be really careful who they are. True. And what they're saying. God only knows, right? Well, TV even. Yeah. TV, culture, society, you know, all this too. Yep. 
That's for sure. Yeah. And so like you and I were speaking about negative thoughts stay with us mm-hmm. and we forget all about the positive stuff. Correct. Yeah, you could have or say we if we had some reviews about our show, we could have 50 great reviews and then one negative. And what would yep. you and I be sitting around talking about yep. would be the negative one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Abs- yeah, absolutely. So, right? Yes. And that's what well, look at it in a business situation. What's a meeting all about? When you go to a meeting, yeah, okay, and there's a bunch of people sitting around in a meeting, the boss says, the first thing they say is start criticizing what everybody's doing wrong. Really? They don't usually come out with, hey, or or maybe they will. Hey, the numbers look really good this month, but. But, yeah, right. But you all need to do more, should mm-hmm. be more. You know, mm-hmm. it's never good enough. Everybody needs to throw in a little more effort, a little more yeah. team players. You <laughs> team know, players. <laughs> <laughs> there's the light team, right. you know, that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> But um, it's it's really conditioning, mm-hmm. I think, in a lot of ways to think negatively. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. I, I you know, I I think about this a lot. So you know, we haven't really delved deep into me and my past, and we will at some point. Actually, maybe I may have you interview me. Okay. And but at one point when I was drinking a lot, I remember, and this gave me a clear idea of what's going on in my own brain. Um, I'd had a rough day. It was a lousy day. Co- cocktail hour was five o'clock at my house. And I remember mixing a drink, sitting down, taking one sip out of it. And it hadn't even entered my bloodstream. And I started immediately oh, to feel better. Wow. So that's the power of the mind, right? And oh I remember gosh. at that moment it's going, huge. Liz, you, the cocktail hasn't even affected your oh, body wow. yet. And you already feel better. You have more control over your brain than you think you do. Yeah. I've Isn't heard, that true? Yeah. I've heard of some people who, um, get motion sickness real bad, you know, when they fly. Yeah. That when they get to the airport, even before they get on the plane, they get nauseous. It's yeah. just that anticipation. Absolutely. Yeah. And we so powerful. Sure. And we think that our brain was, is, is this way. Our brain was born this way. And this is the way it is. And I have absolutely no control oh, over the way yeah. I think and feel about anything. Yeah. And that couldn't be further from the truth. We are here to today to tell you that you can change the way you think and feel. These are easy, small techniques mm-hmm. that we'll get to later, but you have to practice them like you practice anything. You have just, you know, it became a habit to think and feel the way you do now, but it will become a habit to think and feel more positive. Right. So there's True. plenty of hope out there. We allow negative thoughts to remain and ruminate and just ruminate Mm -hmm. and ruminate. (laughs) And we feel that we have no choice Mm -hmm. over how we process our information. And we do. Oh, yeah. We have a choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Family members. Debbie Downer's in her life. Oh, I have, to, I had that in my notes. Did you tell me about Downer. it? What do you have down there? No, just a reference to it. You know, yeah. someone wrote about yeah on, sure. on SNL. Yeah, Debbie Downer. Oh yeah. Oh, right. that was so so absolutely yeah. funny. And, but it's the truth, though. You know, you'll call somebody on the phone that you know well, and you oh. know, once you're off the phone for uh, you know, the minute you get on the phone, you're in a good mood, and ten minutes in, yeah. you're ready to you know hang yourself. <laughs> You're yeah. like oh, I'm a bad choice of words, but right? You know right, what yeah, I'm probably saying? Probably not not a good, <laughs> not a mental sorry. health show. Sorry, uh, but you know it's it's uh, can be really depressing, and they bring you there down. You Misery loves company, and that is so incredibly true. Yeah, yeah, yep. Do you know anything about um, the ego, the id, and the super ego? Freud. Well, you know, well, yes, but you know what? I you were mentioning that the other day, and I was like, super ego. What's I, I mean? I obviously I know about the ego. You know, mm-hmm. um, so tell me more about the id and the super ego. Well, okay, so 
If we're going according to Freud, um, Deepak, or excuse me, Eckhart Tolle talks about mm-hmm. ego in a different way. I think he's talking more about super ego. Okay. So um, our ego is our, uh, <laughs> is our reality of what's going on in our life right now. Okay. That is our ego, how we identify ourselves and who we are. Mm-hmm. Our id is our primal instincts, our sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That okay. kind of thing. Okay. The stuff that makes us go crazy and do wild stuff. Oh, okay. And then super ego is our morality, our guilt, our shame, and kind of is what was taught to us as children is our moral compass that is developed from how we are raised. Okay. Okay. So our shoulds, right? Yeah. Is it like yeah. What you should, should do. Do that. Okay. So ego is supposed to keep it under control. Like, okay, you can have sex, but, you know, you can't rape someone. Okay. okay. Like, you know, that's a strong definition. Yeah. But it's, that's okay. how it works. All right. right. Parameters. It, okay. Parameters, boundaries, okay. all those kinds of okay. things. But um, the ego is what drives us. Mm-hmm. It's what we usually need to fill. You know? Right. right. We need to it feed need, the ego. Need, exactly. It needs a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, like negative thoughts feed the ego because when you're talking about a problem, it's like, you know, take a look at this problem, man. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's really intense. It's really horrible. Look what happened to me. It kind of brings attention to mm-hmm. your situation and your ego and, and all that. So yeah. they, yeah, they do say that it feeds the ego and feeding the ego feeds narcissism and oh well yeah all kinds of ugly things Mm -hmm. you know um i was telling my husband today um there's a young man working for us today and i said it's imperative that you tell him he's very well mannered very well educated he's a good kid be sure and tell him he has done a good job i want you to say these words honestly (laughs) tell him you have done an excellent job um you have been very well mannered i appreciate having you here at our home oh thank you very much for um showing up on time being conscientious you know uh, how often do we hear Mm -hmm. those things as kids it's like you know here you go but you know i mean really people aren't as kind as they should be right oh well absolutely yeah there's all (laughs) kinds of things that they need to say and do yeah oh gosh Um, i forgot to read the disclaimer I'm going to throw this in here right now. Okay. The information in the podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional. There we go. Good job. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. I knew I missed something. So, Jules, what do you have over there? What do you think about negative thinking? Well, um, here's a, a, well, here's one way to look at it. You know, well, first of all, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, you, you become aware of it. You know, when someone's really in trouble yeah, is when they have no awareness. Very true. Okay. So that just means they're completely immersed in it, immersed in it, and it's become part of their identity. So, of course, you know, having some perspective. And then, like, here's a good question. I love this. So a good question would be, would I recommend this thought to a friend? Oh, yeah. Because, you know. Mm-hmm. Do we say some of the things that we say to ourselves, to our friends? I mean, God, God no, you'd kick their ass right? if somebody God, talked to you the you way know? you talk to yourself. Sometimes. That's the truth. I mean, I am so much better now that I'm on the other side uh, of this, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> horrible depression. Yes, absolutely. You know, I am uh, definitely more kind to myself, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very aware of that. Um, you know, I one thing Eckhart Tolle was talking about that. You know, that it is also, it is a learned behavior. Like, so he gave an example, like, so if a child, 
crying and acting unhappy and throwing a fit. Yeah. Well, he gets attention and gets what he wants. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, parents often don't reward the good, calm behavior. They wait till it's to a boiling point and then all of a sudden they give him attention. So a lot of people have learned and it's just become part of their personality to pitch a fit and be negative and Mm -hmm. then they get attention and and all that. So, you know, it's a learned behavior. And then um, some, a lot of it is, you probably heard this term, right? So... Automatic, automatic negative thoughts. Yes. It's so ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. Um, ants, they call them, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, so, you know, a lot of it's just you're on default mode a lot. So yeah. just being, again, stepping back. And I guess that's where mindfulness comes in, mm-hmm. kind of stepping back, quieting yourself, <clears throat> observing. Excuse me for coughing. I apologize. <laughs> I ha- I swallowed some water. Oh, up. no. <laughs> Anyways, okay. <laughs> Sorry, usually right. it's me. Lozenger. <laughs> okay, that's a that's an inside joke. Sorry. <clears throat> oh Lord. Okay, usually I'm the one it. clearing my throat. That's another story too. We're well, okay, I'm so all, anyway, we're gonna be okay. Um but uh you know, I have some categories. So this this one again I already mentioned kind of was, you know, all or nothing thinking yes. is just a trap. It's it's bad. And you, it we is. already talked about this, but mm-hmm. um, so that's one, um, you know, fortune telling, catastrophizing. <laughs> so I have a, a little story about catastrophizing. I thought it was really cute. Oh, tell me. Um, so it's by Robert, and I don't know if I'm saying her last name correctly, but Galant, G A L A N T E. She's an artist in, in yeah, a Galant. Uh, that's correct. In an author. I think. Um, she writes some stuff for the app Headspace. So oh, I, I love, love Headspace. Head, yeah. So I love this about catastrophizing. It's a great app, by the way. You know what? Don't let me forget that we need to talk about that at the end. Okay. Okay. Um, so <coughs> she writes, I, I noticed a dark brown spot on my forehead. I lean closer to the mirror and examine it closely. It is dark in color with irregular borders. It's melanoma. I'm thinking as I brush my teeth, I imagine my final days. My friends visit, bringing me flowers and sit by my bedside. My funeral oh. takes place in a beautiful park in my house. We're huddled together. What a shame. She was so young. I put away my toothbrush and my heart is flopping like a fish on a pier. I reach up and touch the spot and it rubs off. It was hair dye. (laughs) That. Okay. That's very common, you know, somatic illnesses. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. Psychosomatic. Yeah, yeah. I I, I believe that. But Mm -hmm. this was, you know. It's perfect. This was hair dye. Yeah. And then... um, This is a text from someone in my life. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I get these often. (laughs) So she freelances. So Uh I'm worried that I'm going to end up on the street and lose everything. Mm. Really? Really? Where'd that come from? Yeah. And so I write, um, is that helpful? Do you really really need to be focusing on that thought? Mm -hmm. Is that even possible? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to elaborate <laughs> on yeah. that. Who it sure. is? <laughs> yeah, um, that's common, so, though. You know, yeah, I'm guilty of that in a lot of ways. You know why? Why? Because when I was young, we didn't have much money. We had a nice oh, home in a okay. nice area, okay. but we did not have much money. Okay, and uh, I were we were my mother worried about money constantly. Mm. That is my biggest fear in the world is being penniless, thrown out of my house and losing everything I have. 
to this day. Oh, so I okay. have to work at this all the time <clears throat> to keep that under control. Okay, yeah, it's a shame, but I do. Yeah, yeah. but that was ingrained in me at a young age. Okay, sure, mm-hmm. sure, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a com- compulsive thinking is an addiction, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's an addiction. So what does that mean? Okay, we think it's like shooting up or whatever, but you get some type of little bit of gratification when you think those dark thoughts. As sick as it sounds, you yeah, do. Yeah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So you, so you'll sit there and you'll say, you know, uh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Well, this is like a thought that I'm comfortable with that I've had mm-hmm. before, and I'm going to catastrophize. I'm going to go to this, and I'm going to go to that, and then I'm going to go. I don't have anywhere else to go. Okay, I feel better now. Mm. Okay, and then when you then that becomes something that's addictive. That rush yeah. of hysteria that comes back to peace and calm. Rush of hysteria okay. to peace and okay. calm. But we know is that distracting yourself mm. or distracting yourself from these thoughts and saying, just shut up, don't think about it, just shut up, don't think about it, um, that does not release the negativity. It will just resurface again. So it's about clearing out that negativity and understanding, as you're saying, where it comes from. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. But I think f- for me, um, there are times where I just wanted to, you know, Snap myself on the wrist and like you know stop stop stop. Oh, of redirect, course, of course, you know? of course. Um, I, so <clears throat> yeah, but that's true because you were getting sick and tired of figuring out how you felt. I remember when my anxiety was at its peak. Okay, my general anxiety disorder. I remember <clears throat> sitting in a car one day. I was in Laguna Beach, going, "I am so sick to death of saying to myself, how do I feel? How do I feel now? How do I feel now? Am I depressed? <laughs> am I more anxious? Am I, am yeah, I this? Am I that? Yeah. How am I doing? Am I okay? Mm-hmm. Am I okay? And I'm like, oh, you know, too. I don't even care anymore. I don't care. Yeah. I can't take yeah. it. You know, it's killing me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, <clears throat> but it became a normal thinking pattern. Sure. That I was just in my neural pathways re, reiterating and re grinding in there like a record. Yes. You know? So true. Yeah. And it just becomes normal. Mm-hmm. It becomes normal. And then we don't have a clear idea of what our identity is. Who am I? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Really? Right. Am I a ball of anxiety? Yeah, I know that. I got that one down. Right. Well, I couldn't separate myself for a while from my depression. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that whole depersonalization thing, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that could happen. Mm-hmm. That was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. So you need a clear idea of your identity, not the one that was cast on you by your family and your peers. Mm. That's one of the first things they talk about. Okay. Okay. With negative thinking. So with negative thinking, we look at, you know, um, our thoughts as being the gospel. Mm, right, right, right. It's right. this yeah. is it. It can never change. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. Nothing's going to ever change. It's always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. So, what is a realistic, truthful, clear idea of who who you are? And it's always distorted in some way. Oh. We don't look at the positive first. We look at the negative. Right. <clears throat> you know, and that goes along with th- wondering, thinking, and worrying about what other people think and feel about us. Mm-hmm. What you know, whatever they say. Yeah, so they call that a distorted mental filter. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, well, like an example for me would be, you know, so you're discounting the positive. It's a, it's a distorted mental filter. So I like for me, I'm never going to be functional again because I've been diagnosed with major depressive do- disorder. Mm-hmm. But then I'm not taking note of the 48 years out of my 50 years that I've lived stable and well. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, we forget yeah. all about that. Yeah. So, but you know, and also, you know, it, you have to work hard at changing the way mm-hmm. you think and feel. Just as hard. See, because it happened in such a slow, deliberate progress like that, mm-hmm. slowly but surely you became this negative person with negative yeah. thoughts and feelings. And there's always incidents that add to this. Um we don't real we don't we don't realize how bad it is, first of all. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then we think you know, we can change it overnight. It'll change, you know, it, it, they, or or it will never change. Yes. You right. know, wh- that, that was my trap. So what is the truth about yourself? That's hard for people to look at, too. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you to write down what is the truth about yourself, right? Yeah. I had a girlfriend that used to say to me all the time, um, you know, uh, gosh, if I had a master's degree, I'd be telling everybody. How can you don't tell everybody you have a master's degree? I'm like, who cares? Yeah. You know, that doesn't matter to me, but mm. that matters to her. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. That's how she would identify herself. Right. I wouldn't identify myself. If I were to identify myself, I identify myself. I like to identify myself as somebody who gives a damn about other people. Definitely. Yep. Who, who you know, mm-hmm. you know what I used to say to all my addicts when they were at the bottom, you know, when I worked at Sacred Heart, which was... Very sad to see addicted people in there over and over again. And I have a lot of empathy for them. And I also was a hard ass, too. Tough love. In a lot of ways, you have to. And I Mm -hmm. would say to these kids, you know, I give a shit. Right. Just know that. I do. I care. You know, and and you have to remember that at a time when you think you're not worth anything. Right. You know, when you think you're nobody, uh, there's somebody here who cares. And that, and you know, my husband said that to me one time. He said, what would you want people to say about you if you died? Mm. You know, that's all that matters in your life is what people are going to say about you after you're gone. Hmm. It's not Liz had a master's degree. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, how much money I had in the bank or any of those things. Yeah, definitely. Like for for me, it's my family, you know. Yeah. I've been there for my family and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, also... You know, my artwork, too, and some other things. Yeah. Sure. So I guess, yeah, it's good to be in touch with who you really are. Mm-hmm. Well, we um, get a false false identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where, so your darkest, most distorted thought, we only focus on that. I'm worthless. I have yeah. shame. I have guilt. I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm this. I'm mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that resonate. Right. You know, and it's very hard for people to stand in front of a mirror, which they suggest. And I, you know, this one's never worked for me. I love you. <laughs> you know what I was, so what kept coming all up, you know, when I was researching this, of course, was self-love. And yeah. then I was listening to this book, uh, oh gosh, um, self-compassion. Um, mm-hmm. and it talked about, you know, that as well as, hugging yourself and stroking <laughs> your arm and i'm like I just you know i'm really open-minded but mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm i'm just not gonna be like stroking <laughs> stroking my <laughs> arm and hugging myself and then she gave some examples like darling you know you're okay and like you know talking <laughs> sure in these yeah sure you know but whatever works for you <laughs> whatever hey listen <laughs> sorry, god bless that you did not resonate gonna, with me yeah but, if that's gonna work it's not gonna work right for me. right right everybody has their own path mm-hmm but I'll tell you, I mean, self-talk was critical for me Yeah, as I was recovering. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about how I had such a severe depression. I was suicidal. I was in the 
psychiatric ward. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Talk about negative self-talk. Let's get real there. And then so there's that baggage and that shame. Number one, just being suicidal. Like, what kind of person are you? You're a mother. You know, Mm -hmm. just that whole cycle. You have everything to live for, Julie. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Too. How selfish are you? You know, I mean, that was heavy. Very. And um, I just had to make this commitment (laughs) to, well... I, I say this to my daughter and I say this to myself. I'm like, is this helping you crawl out of this? Is this helpful to you? Is this mm-hmm. a helpful thought? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so important. Yes. You know, is this contributing to where you want to be? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had a very specific goal after I decided that I wasn't going to end it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I redirected, thank God. By the grace of God, somehow I redirected. Okay, well, we're not going to spend our time thinking about ways to... Leave this mortal veil. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work on how to climb out of this. Yeah. So, absolutely. You know, I really, I was really focused. And, and I'll tell you, a lot of it, I mean, there were literally conversations that I would have. Like I, to, I told you mm-hmm. about this in therapy as I was getting better. So there's one, I swear it was like having an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other, like the cartoons. Uh-huh. You know, one would be like, you might, this might happen again. You, you're, you you only were you only felt better for a day. You know, tomorrow you're probably going to fall right back into mm-hmm. this. You're going to have some sort mm-hmm. of trigger, and you're going to get yeah. back right into it. And the other part of me would like, nope. You know, you're doing great. You're going to continue yeah. to do well. You know, just and it, that's a clear definition was, that I wanted to. I'm gl- so glad you brought that up because I used to tell addicts this as mm-hmm. well because we're talking about this being an addictive behavior, right? When you finally, usually we only have the demon on the side going, you're only going to, you're yeah, failing, right? you're failing, you're failing, you're never going to make it, you're never going to make it. When the angel shows up, that means you're healing. So yeah. you may have the devil on the other side and the angel, but that's okay. But that means you're healing. Right. It means your consciousness is changing and you're saying to yourself, no, right. I don't want to think and feel like that. And so that is actually a good mm-hmm. thing. So that is a clear sign that everybody should know yeah. that you're getting better when you do have that angel devil thing going on that's saying, no, that's not right. I don't want to feel like that. I am not a piece of shit. I am a good person. I'm just going through a bad Mm -hmm. time. And, you know, for everybody, it's difficult. But in particular, Julie, and this is where I'm going to get my feminist on, okay? Women have a harder time. We do. As far as coming out of negative situations. Really? Of of course we do, because we carry a lot of guilt and emotion. Okay. And then the other component of that is society labels us as having it all together. A man goes through a bad time, is suicidal, um, or uh, has a drug addiction or something. He's just going through a bad time. Mm. A woman, she's a failure. Yeah. And in most cases, right. people don't have as much empathy or for she's a woman. Nuts. Or she's not. She was in a psychiatric ward. Absolutely. She's nuts. She, you know, what happened to her? She can't hold it together. A right. man can fall apart all he wants. Really? A woman, hmm. not so much. Yeah. Not so much. That's very a societal thing that I hmm. really hate. Women are judged far harsher than men. Do you think as so? Far as me- oh, absolutely. Hmm. As far as mental health goes. Okay. They really are. I mean, back in the day, you know, when you went through menopause, a lot of women were sent to Eloise, for God's sakes, to yeah. psych wards because we didn't know anything about hormones. <laughs> yeah. You know, it well, was that just... certainly didn't help me. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> it was like yeah. a perfect <clears throat> storm. Well, you know, it's basically just there for emergency crisis situations. I worked on it. It's just to keep yeah. you stable so you won't kill yourself. It doesn't mean people don't walk out of there and do it because right. I've seen it. Yeah. And it's happened. Yeah. No matter what we've done there to help, you know. 
So a lot of this is about staying in the present moment. This is the number one thing I want to get across. About. Okay. So that is our mindfulness, right? The mm-hmm. cliche word that everybody talks oh about gosh, constantly. Right? It's everywhere. Does anybody even know what the hell mindfulness really means? <laughs> right. No, in reality, we really don't. But it's about staying in the present moment. So the ego, which mm-hmm. is my brand new car, my brand new house, everything I got, and I'm all that, that kind of attitude, thinking, and feeling, is lives in the past and in the future and doesn't live in the present moment. Okay. Okay. And it's it stays alive in that. It doesn't want to live in the present moment. Now, you'll see somebody who's in the present moment by somebody like, um, okay, let's say uh, tragedy of some sort goes down. Do you know how people find God out of nowhere? Okay. That's living in the present moment. Okay. I'm using that as a broad example. Okay. Okay. So you'll have somebody... Who's always been this, I don't know, tough mm. person, strong okay. will, you know, this is the way it is. And, right. I, you know, okay. there is no God. There is no, you know, it, your religion doesn't matter to me right now. I'm just using this mm-hmm. as an example. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, all that falls oh, away. So they become humble. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they're in that present mm-hmm. moment, living in that present moment, which brings us to what is our truth? This is another thing you have to think about. Mm-hmm. Our brain does not dictate what we think or feel, okay? It creates guilt and thoughts. So as you analyze the truth, you're in the present moment. So think about that. Okay, okay so so information comes into mm-hmm. you and automatically we go to our negative section of our brain and we say, ah, oh, I know how to answer that. This is all subconscious, by the way. Okay. I know how to answer that. I'm too fat. She's too skinny. I, I know, I, you know, I'm too yeah. dumb. I'm too smart. Okay. I'm too this or it, I'm that or I'm not. It's about stepping back. And I talk that about this, about being an observer of yes. your own mind. So true. Which Eckhart Tolle and, mm-hmm. and Deepak Chopra talk about. It's about stopping, taking a breath. This takes instantaneous seconds, by the way, and saying, is that really what's being told to me? Stop brain. What? Wait a minute. Is she really saying that to me or what is she or he really saying? What is this universe bringing to me? Am I, am I really taking in the information in the right way? Okay. Okay. So we had an example of, of, uh, this. Um, I remember my, my niece had gotten, uh, had applied for a job. Okay. And that she wanted really bad at the hospital. And it was a rare job to get. It was with working with infants in the neonatal unit. Oh, wow. And she's not a nurse. So <laughs> oh, it was okay. like a huge oh, opportunity right. for her. And um my sister, Fran, I love you, but you know you can be a little negative here and there. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh boy. And so can I. I'm going to talk about myself in a little bit. My family, we have some a lot yeah. of negative tendencies. So that's why this is near and dear to my heart. And my sister Fran said, Oh my God, she got the job. And then she find out, found out she has to have this credentialing mm-hmm. and she's got to take a six week course or something okay. like that. And oh gosh, just when it finally came around and now it's, she's never going to be able to do it and blah, blah, all this is just a nightmare. So it went oh, from geez. zero to a hundred. The game, it's over right, the whole thing. Right, and and yeah. I'm thinking to myself, well, just go take the class. Yeah. <laughs> and, and right, then I right. thought, and, and she's like, well, the job will never be there when that's over. And I, for some reason, you know, and I can be very negative. Like I'm saying, mm-hmm. I was like, no, it's going to work out. It, yeah, no, right. it's going to go. She's going to take that yeah, class and yeah. there's going to be another opening. I don't know how or why, but there right. is. Well, it sounds like. It's the snowball effect too. Like she yeah. started thinking about one thing and then she, then yep. it morphed into another thing. And, and what I notice when I'm thinking negative thoughts, it, it, 
other negative thoughts show up. You know, yes. like, like like I was thinking. Oh yeah, thinking about this. I I feel in general I don't feel this way. I feel like most people treat me very kind, mm-hmm. but I feel like I've been wronged by a couple people in my life. And so I was thinking about one, and then of course, then I had to think about the guy who decided to back up and crash into my car and total my car. E. And then when we were interviewed separately, he told the police that I crashed into him. So I thought. Yeah. So of course he pops in my head. Did you kick his ass? No, <laughs> that might have been fun, but okay, go ahead. I, yeah, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I hate tempting. injustice like right? that. So, yeah, but it was That'll like irk me. And then some other negative situations. I'm like, okay, really? Okay, let's just let's just stop this. I don't need mm-hmm. everyone piggybacking. <laughs> like yes. I got these negative thoughts. Ooh, 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 me. Mm-hmm. I can even just piggyback right on there. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I guess I, again, that's that addictive. Yeah, addictive thinking back down the rabbit hole. Spiral that you hear. And by the way, my Mm. niece took the course and got the job. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, um, there was another opening. Yeah. Out of nowhere. I'm Mm -hmm. like, take the course anyways. Maybe there'll be another opening. And she did. And and it worked out. So it's, you know what I mean? That's, uh, do you know how many people told me? Okay, so I've been, I was labeled probably my whole life in my family uh, as being a negative thinker. An absolute negative thinker. Okay. And I was. And I readily admit that. If, you know, I was just like, why bother? It's too much. I, I don't think I'm going to amount to much of anything. And I get tired of hearing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you could still probably say that I'm, ne- I'm sure my family would, you know, Liz, you can be negative. You can be negative. But then, you know what? I thought about it. And I remember when I quit drinking, which was the first step I made. Yeah. Yeah. When I stopped drinking and I said, this is it. I'm going to get sober. I'm going back to school and I'm going yeah. to do something about my life. And all that negative thinking changed. Mm-hmm. So I may have some times where I'm a little negative now or I'm a little down on what's happening next. And when I was trying to pass my test for the LMSW was yeah. really super intense, hard and very, very difficult. But at least I kept going back and doing it. Right. You were telling me about that. Oh, how, yeah. How many times did you four. do that? It took me four times. I graduated and, with straight A's of 3.98 from Michigan State and U of M. Yeah. And still couldn't pass a stupid ass test, yeah. which has nothing to do with social work. Can I please point that oh, out? Yeah. You... It's a national test and it is a bear. Mm-hmm. It is a bear. I spent <laughs> I like, like 1500 bucks on, mm-hmm. on testing materials and stuff. Anyways, so even through all the negative thoughts, because it was kind of predisposed, uh, you know, disposed to in my family to think negatively. I still managed to keep moving. Yeah. Well, you could have gotten really panicked about taking the test. Oh, I right? was because if you don't pass it, then oh, you after seven years, if you don't if pass you don't, it, yeah, you can't practice as an LLMSW. So it's like you have no degree. I mean, you could have gone somewhere really dark. Uh, <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Was. Like, oh my God, I'm not going to pass this. It, oh for my two God, years. What a ta- waste of my time. You can what only take t- it every six <gasps> months. And wow. for two years, it occupied my life of thinking. The first thing I thought about when I woke up wow. and when I went to bed at night, I remember the last day I went in, I was shaking. Well, first of all, they pat you down like a full strip body search. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> you know, you know Pearson's testing a in Troy, right? <laughs> yeah, they, you have to do a palm press. 
print. They take wow. your picture. They take your cell phone and everything you have, even your Kleenex, and they put them in a locked <laughs> cabinet. Kleenex. Okay, you have to raise your hand if you have to go to the bathroom and somebody follows you in there. It is like the, it, wow. it, that alone creates anxiety. Right? And right. then there's four hours of questions, 175 oh, questions man. that are so vague, ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, you're a social worker in jail. Uh, Bob has just been attacked by a prisoner. Do you comfort him? Do you ask him who did it? Do you oh take him gosh. to another room and ask him if who did it and if he wants comfort? Or do you get the oh, doctor? And so, you're like, I, so, I, I don't know. So all <laughs> answers are relevant. but They're all right. They tell you they're all right. Oh, my Yes, Lord. they're all right. But I'm there's sorry. one that's more, be- oh more right than the rest, oh. which isn't fair. I'm okay. going to point that out right now. It's not fair. Right. Okay. Okay. My God. But anyway, so what I'm saying is you really could have gone to a dark place. Oh, yeah, panic. I was. Yeah. I was in a dark place. And I mean, I was talk about, you know, going to God. I was like, God, help me. Right. I didn't go right. through all this at 46 to right. lose to a test. But you had to pump yourself up, right? I had to pump myself. Okay. You got that right. I mean, when I left the day I left to take the test the last time, my knees were knocking. Yeah. I was just like, I don't think I can do it, man. I just yeah. went in there and, and I did the very best I could. And when I passed, yeah. I started crying. It I pops bet. up on the screen, passed. I was oh sobbing God. and crying. They had to like I, escort I me bet. out of the room. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, it was such a relief. Right. It was yeah. such a relief. But I still fall into negative thinking, right? Right. Well, so it, we it, all it happens. Do. It takes 21 days to change a habit and two minutes to be distracted. So if, if we're yeah. going to change a negative thought, it's going to take at least 21 days for you to start having the angel on your shoulder and not just the devil. Yeah. To at least have both. Right. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, is to be extremely conscious of our negative thoughts and write them down. You know, I bet we don't, we aren't even really clear of exactly what our negative thoughts are. And they yeah, need to be written true. down. And yeah. Again, you know, look for these keywords, you know, never, always. Yeah. Know, or blaming or, you mm-hmm. know, those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without so. a doubt. I mean, I beat myself up hard right now because I was always a little skinny mini. And after my hysterectomy, I started pounding on weight and I, it is a bear. You know what I go through trying to get it off. I work out a lot. I watch yeah. what I eat and it's just this guilt trip. I'm like, Oh God, Aww. I want to be thin again. I want to be thin again. And so I really, it's kind of like radical acceptance. I have to accept myself, but then I'm like, Hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> There's got to well, be another work out there that's going to work. I don't know. Just be healthy. I love I am, you. Thank you, love. I, <laughs> I am healthy except for my bladder. I was just at the <laughs> doctor again with yeah, the bladder. Yeah, that's a whole other story. Jeez, I'm still dra- dragging that thing around. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Uh, what were you going to say? <laughs> I don't Sorry. know. Sorry. <laughs> okay, anyways. So uh, replacing oh, negative thoughts with positive ones, that seems absolutely it's, cheesy and stupid, but it's true. Well, I think maybe a better way to say it, not Mm -hmm. like you're saying it wrong, but like is reframing it, you know, so it's not like we're not talking about being totally Pollyanna, but, you know, um, wouldn't hurt. Well, that's true. Yeah. You know, or like here were some things that I thought were important, Mm -hmm. like just, you know, this is one isolated moment. Things will get better. Or, well, you know, we could talk about affirmations. Yeah. Like, boy, there's a lot of different opinions on about that. What did they say? Well, I mean, you know, of course, they're extremely helpful. Um, Louise Hay, you know, yeah. from Hay House. I mean, she's she you know, passed away a couple yeah. years ago, but yeah, she's awesome. Know, was a firm believer in affirmations, yep. and and mm-hmm. you know, and and I have listened to affirmations. I I find them helpful. You know, some people don't. 
but uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't see why they wouldn't help. Now I've heard also like your brain basically believes whatever you tell it. Is this do you, do you believe that? Like if <clears throat> for the most part. I think yeah. it does. Yeah. I, you know, okay. but, but it's, but you know, there's always those poignant moments where something happens that you never forget. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like somebody will say something offhandedly and yeah. that will stick with you for the rest of your life. Okay. You know, something stupid. Yeah. That does happen. Write that down. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Write that down. Something that you can't seem to get over so that when you oh, see it in black and white, you saying. can strongly analyze it. Like if I analyze that lady, that my, that teacher that said that to me, oh, she's probably a disgruntled old bag that didn't want to teach any longer. Yeah. You know, was sick of taking care of little kids and, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, and and just was dismissing me because she could have cared less. I, you know, it's her fault, not mine. Why mm-hmm. would I internalize that? Yeah. But we do. We internalize most of what's brought to us. Right. Right, right. You so. know, but that's true. Positive um, affirmations can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. A mantra that you say to yourself. Mm-hmm. Is this true? Mm-hmm. Is what there is being said to me true? Right. And and I kind of like this is just me because mm-hmm. I, I like the affirmations that are a little more realistic. Like I know some people, I have a friend in particular is like, you know, affirmations like, Everything is perfect all the time, you know, like every single aspect of my life is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, now that seems not genuine to me. So it, it kind of falls yeah. flat. But, um, you know, other affirmations like for me, of course, would be, you know, I am healing. I'm on track. I'm moving towards a positive future. I am building my business, you know, things like that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, whatever works mm-hmm. for you. That's the most important thing. Right. You know, right, yeah. Um, so uh, the other thing is, that I found during my, you know, when I got sober, so I used to sit, I, I couldn't sleep. I was used to having cocktails before I went to bed. So that's how I fell asleep. Right. Oh boy. Okay. So falling asleep without using alcohol was a very difficult thing for me. So I read self-help books, one right after another, oh, forever yeah. and ever and ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the thing until I could fall asleep and then I learned to retrain my brain to learn to sleep. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. And it, which you can do. And my goal was out of all this is to be some kind of guru sitting on a mountain going, I'm just at peace with just being me and being here. Right. Cause I was so a, I type a, you think I'm type a now? I used to be way worse. <laughs> okay. Way worse. And, and now I'm not as catastrophizing and as worried as I used to be. But what I found is that, and I made this up is peace of mind is peace in life and peace in life is peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So if you have peace with what you're doing in your life. There's always something you've wanted to do, something you should have done, something right. you should have said. Once you fix that, whether it's actually mm-hmm. talking to that person or doing that thing or um, saying or burning it or writing it, there's something very cathartic from pen to paper, mm-hmm. whatever that is, that's going to help you to feel better about something that's been eating away at you forever. Right. Hence, writing it down. Okay, It's super in. Or getting a therapist mm-hmm. and confessing to your therapist everything well, that you think yeah. and feel about yourself. Well, again, it's like that perspective. You're stepping back. Yes. You're looking at it. You're analyzing it. Mm-hmm. You know. You are. You're, you're learning more you about are. it. And so, a good thing about a therapist, mm-hmm. that's where a therapist comes in. They're not your friend. They're not your buddy. Well, although you're my buddy. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Right. Um, I, I, they're giving you their unbiased mm-hmm. perspective of what you're saying to them. And often it's like, where, what, what, why would you think that? Mm-hmm. You know? Right, right. 
And I have had patients, though, that have confessed their undying sins to me and then don't come back because now... It's too heavy. They're too frightened. Right. I, too I frightened. can see that. Yeah, too frightened yeah. that I'm going to tell the world or something. They just can't trust anyone. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hard for them to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, right. So educating yourself on your negative thoughts is super important. Uh, you know, reading about it. Okay. You know, why do I think this way? Why do I feel that way? The best thing is when I'm working out, I put on podcasts, I put on uh, YouTube, whatever, if I have time in the car, mm-hmm. all that, you know, uh, just filling my head full of information on why we think and feel the way we do. And slowly but surely, you start to turn things around. And that brings in self-care, right? Oh, definitely. Massage, meditate. Mm-hmm. How huge am I into meditation, which is that calming time where you can reflect and feel better. I love yoga. Do you like yoga? Oh. I love yoga. Yeah. This is funny because this is one of the things I have just been critical of myself for. I love yoga. I used to do it on a regular basis. I felt great. Uh Uh-huh. And then I just can't seem to get into it. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, you didn't do yoga again. (laughs) Guilt trip. (sighs) And I'm so disgusted with myself at the end of the day. (laughs) Well, that's not helping. And then I start out, right? Well, Mm -hmm. there you go. I know. I know. Yeah. So we put that um, off. I need to figure that one out for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, nature, walks, surround yourself um, with the people you want to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. We True. often don't do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. So we often don't do that. We find ourselves with the same old people and mm-hmm. not the people that are like minded. Mm-hmm. This will help with your negative self talk. Remember when your mother used to say to you, you um you are who you surround yourself with your friends yes. right you can t- you tell who your friends are by who you hang out with that kind of stuff it's true couldn't be more true it is so true and, yeah. and like we were talking about previous one, uh podcasts was you know you want to hang around someone who's your best cheerleader oh yeah your biggest so, cheerleader right yeah sure your biggest cheerleader yeah and often often that's not our best friends True. Which it, and which we would hope. <laughs> yeah. But in a lot of ways yeah. it isn't. Mm-hmm. That does I'm not telling you to give up all your family and friends and run away from everybody, but it's limit your interaction and don't take to heart what they have to say. Right. It's it really is so contagious. Positivity it is, is conta- contagious, negativity is mm-hmm. contagious. Yeah. So this brings in our physiology. The physiology mm-hmm. behind this is oh, change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving, changing, putting one foot in front of the other, that will change your neural pathways right. within your brain that will produce more dopamine, positive thinking, better thoughts, and a progressive life and a happier life. Right, right. So yeah, so positive thinking and they've shown this through you know, brain imaging, well, and also, you know, chemistry, dopamine, like you're saying, dopamine is released. Mm -hmm. And then it directs blood flow to the higher parts of the brain, which are responsible for problem solving, empathy, and all those other things. Yep. So, I mean, just think positive thoughts, you know, rather than go out and try to seek out some drug to increase your dopamine. I mean, it has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um you know, what it does to your body, the benefit. In fact, there's a lot of studies out there about um, positive thinking in athletes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Huge, Mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. 
And it's you know, a whole if, lot easier if you surround yourself by positive thinking people. Well, of course. Yeah. I yeah. always love to watch when, like in the Olympics, when someone's skiing down a hill and, you know, you can tell they're going through their whole routine yeah. and they're picturing it perfect. You know, that's what yeah. they're doing. They're rehearsing it in their sure. brain for success. Sure. sure. So, I mean, that's... that's you want to see a great movie, see Free Solo about that dude oh, who climbs El Capitan. Really? Oh that is the most interesting thing it? I've ever seen in my life. Oh. It's, it won an Academy Award. It's a documentary. It is so cool. Okay. It is, you know, he does that whole thing by his fingertips. Okay. Oh, like wow. Just crazy town. Okay. But the other part of that is establishing um, things and new traditions that are good for you. This goes along with self-care. Okay. Uh, every Sunday, um, we have a family dinner. We go to the zoo, baseball games, movies, holidays with people that are positive, mm-hmm. family members that want to be there and be nice. If they're that, this is going to help with your positive thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, I literally had to move 1600 miles away from Arizona to get away from my mother-in-law. Okay. Yeah. Cause she was so negative in our life. And my husband soon followed. I was like, I, I can't do this to save my own life. I love you, but yeah, I can't. Right. Uh, clean out Facebook and Instagram and all your social media, please. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Ooh, somebody's on Facebook. Ding, ding, ding. Somebody's oh. <laughs> on Instagram. They don't like my picture. They didn't like all my pictures. Oh, boy. They, oh, they're saying I look, uh, my cheeks look big or they don't like my <laughs> lips or forget True. about it. If True. they don't think like you think, they don't feel like you feel, get rid of them. I, I mean, you don't have to be cruel, but in a lot of ways, what is that adding to your life? True. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. surround yourself by the positive things and understand where your negativity and your jealous comes from. And where's that come from? You know, anger. Where's it come from? Be real with yourself on how you think and feel, mm-hmm. you know, and set some and write this stuff down. Think clearly about what it is that makes you unhappy. Right. Yeah. And have a toolkit. Like I was saying, you know, a go-to. Where do, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Who am I going to see? What is going to make me feel better? Mm-hmm. So when you do have the devil on one side and the angel on the other, and you're saying, I'm going back into that negative thinking again, then you go, I know what I do. I know where I'll go. Yeah, that's true. To have something in place. Yes. Yeah. And then as far as writing it down, you know, I uh, wrote an intention to heal, mm-hmm. you know, for, with my depression. Yeah, and that we, yeah, kind of propelled me forward. Well, it was like a vision of what I wanted my life to be like on the other side. Yeah. And it was like a statement that I wrote in the present. Like, you know, I said, you know, I am healed. I am engaging in, you know, the hobbies and the artwork that I like to do. I am spending time with friends. So it was yeah. written in, you know, a uh, positive or present tense yes. is what I'm trying to present, say. Present in the present moment. So, yeah, it was this vision of what I saw myself. And you literally have to say, okay, the electricity is going to be turned off. I'm going to figure out a way to get it handled. I'm going to do this. What good's it going to go? Oh, God, it's a nightmare. It's all, it's all. Yeah. That is that spiraling out of control solves nothing. Mm -hmm. The thinking on the positive end of it is we will make this, I I will figure this out. It will work out there. It's more apt to happen. Like I was saying, the physiology literally sends the blood. Mm-hmm. The upper parts of your brain, which are responsible for problem solving, mm-hmm. rather than going into Panicville. Absolutely, Panicville is just a cluster flock. You know. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. it doesn't take you anywhere positive. Mm-hmm. True, it True. doesn't. It just spins you right out of control. Um, and that's why in your toolkit, 
mm-hmm. in your little toolkit of where am I going to go? What am I going to do? We have meditation. Headspace is a good one for yes, meditation. There's right. also another one that I use all the time with patients. It's called meditainment. Oh, you have to join that. I think it's like $60 okay. for a year. But um, they're 20-minute meditations, guided visual meditation. She has a British accent, which is absolutely lovely yes. and very yeah. relaxing. And oh. you can go to Mars. You can go swim oh, with nice. the whales. Yeah. You can do all kinds of fabulous stuff. But that's mm-hmm. my go-to. When I'm really feeling out of control, I go to meditainment. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's my toolkit. So you have to develop your own toolkit. You have to understand where your negativity comes from. You have to stay in the present moment. Think of of, am I letting the world just go by or am I right here right now enjoying my time with Julie? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think about the future. I'm not going to th- worry about the past. I can do nothing about either one. True. I can plan a little for the future, but I can't worry about the past. Can't change it. I can't change it. And you have a good therapist that you talk to, somebody that helps you to sort through your negative thoughts, but just keep putting that positive stuff in there mm-hmm. and positive things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. Um Jules, thank you again. Oh, well, thank you again. Right. Quick, yeah. quick afternoon. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Um, please check us out on Facebook and Instagram and um, let us know what you'd like to talk about. Um, we're always looking for ideas. Just post them on either one of Liz Life Guru's page. Um, I want you to enjoy your weekend. Please do something for yourself. Be good to yourself, yes. everybody. I'd like to thank uh, Jessica, my engineer. Thank you very much. Our outro today is by my brother Danny once again, Coup de Trois. And the song is called Liquor, Lotto, and Jesus Christ <laughs> Saves. Right on. Namaste, everybody. Oh, namaste. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye-bye. 